Hello and welcome to episode 201 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. The Locking Stakes is the highlight at Newbury on Saturday, where horses will look to follow in the footsteps of previous winners, such as Frankel, Canford Cliffs and Baid in the Group 1 feature. We also preview the TV races from Newmarket, who host a handful of handicaps on the same afternoon. City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale previews the best of the weekend's race in action, with Wally Pyra looking ahead to Sunday's meeting in Hong Kong. Well, Bill, it's not too long now till the Bet Fred Derby that's coming up at Epsom on the 3rd of June. And we've seen over the past few days, we've had Chester, the trials there, and of course, this week at uh, York as well. A couple of uh, good winners there. Military Order won at Lingfield. The Foxes won at York. We've got a rest in there who was a winner too. Passenger, who were dead-heated for third place. As I say, the Foxes do by mile. White Birch was in the race as well at York. How, how's that all looking? With August Rodin, still second favourite at 5-1, to one, having basically no-showed at Newmarket. Yeah, we haven't seen the emergence of a real star in the Colts division yet. We'll talk about the Phillies in a minute on the Oaks front. But on the, on the Colts side, you know, the fact that Augustus, August, I always call him Augustus. <laughs> Aiden calls him Augustus as well. He does, he's, yeah. yeah. He's, he's August Rodan. He, he, um, he's still prominent, despite the fact that he fluffed his line in the 2000 Guineas. But he reminds me uh, a lot of... Um, the Willie Mullins Supreme Novice Hurdle favourite, Fasal <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vega, who right. kind of fluffed his lines, and then everyone still fancied it as hot pot for the for um, for the Supreme Novices. Supreme, yeah. It actually ran well; it came second. But it's a similar kind of thing with it. it's just reputation. And you know, if you look at the other trials, Military Order was fine on the all weather. I wasn't mm. as blown away as everyone else was. I thought it was a a, a, a really solid trial it wasn't one that made me think wow there's the derby winner uh similarly arrest you know he's going to want soft ground if it's soft then he's he's a player but he just looks, looks like he's tough and he stays for frankie and the gostons and then you had the dante at york today thursday his day of recording where you could throw, throw in a blanket over most of them the foxes was good <laughs> he got the job done well as andrew balding said he was the best horse on the day but mm. one mile two and a half does he want to step up you know, his brother, Bangkok, fluffed his lines. He's probably got more of a chance of staying than Bangkok, but it is a doubt. Um, passenger caught the eye. Big baby, the stouts, has got to be supplemented. Some of Ulysses that kind of cantered in the back of them, but kind of didn't quite pick up well enough. He didn't burst his way through. Um, and he's got to prove that Epsom's right for him and prove that there's balance. So um, there's definitely more questions than answers when you're looking at the derby. Yeah, we got White Birch in there at 16s that uh, ran quite well. Spreewell comes over from Ireland as well. But this is, it looks like it's going to be a pretty wide open derby this year. And we thought, didn't we, there was a possibility of August Rodin winning the Guineas and then being a really short-priced favourite for the derby going off the Triple Crown. That That's all gone. And, and you know, with only just a couple of weeks to go now till the big race itself, it looks like they're really going to be like three to one the field by the time we get to the big day. Yeah, and I think the fact that we haven't seen a star makes you feel that something from the Guineas, something like a silver knot, 25 to 1, if he was to line up, one of those ones. Um, silver knot reminds me of Massar. You know, unlucky Massar was in the Breeders' Cup, Juvenile Turf. Uh, 
uh, as was Silvernot. And then, you know, Massar kind of was slightly unheralded and then won the derby. You just never know. You might get a funny year. You might get a funny result. But like you say, you couldn't be confident. There's, you know, the, the fact that you've got seven or eight covered, they're all single figures for the derby between kind of threes and sevens or eights yeah. shows you exactly what, you know, tells the, tells the story. Yeah, no anti-post bet for, for the derby this year. What about the, the bet Fred Oaks the day before? Save the last dance one by 22 lengths, I think, at Chester. But how can you take that form, you know, for, to this word, soft to heavy ground, uh, tight track? I mean, the speed she showed was unbelievable coming off that bend. You've got to admit to that. Soul Sister was a surprise winner for Frankie at York. Running Lion is also in there. So it's seven to four. Save the last dance. Fours, Soul Sister, tens, running line. And then the rest of them, you could throw a blanket over them in the betting, and you probably will do on the day as well. But save the last dance at seven to four. It's got to be better anti post bets than that going around, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure who's going to beat her, though. Uh, she was she was brilliant at Chester. And my immediate reaction was a bit like you when, when Ryan Moore came back and said, um, uh, she's switched off and, and then just passed the others when the others gave up. You kind of felt that she'd beaten horses that are standing still. Uh, and then when you look at the sectionals, you realise her last two furlongs were quicker than the five furlong sprint. So she definitely, as the eyes told you, quickened around the home turn and, and towards the line. Um, she's quite a big old boat, so whether she'll handle Epsom, I don't know. Mm. Um, but she handled Chester well enough. Yeah. And she'll be pretty solid. Soul Sister was good. I mean extraordinary from completely falling out the back of the telly in Newbury a few weeks ago to bouncing back and running away with, with the Musadora. She's four to one, having been fifties this time last week. Oh. Uh, but she quickened up really nicely. She's, she's rock solid. Um, running lions, nice, but you'd imagine she might go to France. Um, look, it's, it looks like a match bet between save the last dance and soul sister. I'm not sure how many will end up taking them on, but I'd imagine save the last dance will win. Okay, that's the uh, Betfred Oaks on Friday, the 2nd of June, Betfred Derby, Saturday, 3rd of June, alongside that FA Cup final. Who was interested in Man City against Man United? Ah, don't worry about that. We'll have all the viewers at Epsom. Uh, right, let's have a look at the weekend. Uh, Newbury and Newmarket are the two venues we're going to concentrate on today. And Whirlpool uh, back at Newbury. And for the first time with the Lockings as one of their main races, that they're involved with and that's really going to boost figures when you look at the figures that they put up for the the guineas day at newmarket in extra extraordinary numbers once again yeah and this is a, a shared meeting so it's a bit of a trial for the hong kong team to take two races from the british card and it opens the door to have those big days in the summer where whirlpool might take two races from york two races from ascot mm-hmm. two races from newmarket you know you can kind of pick and choose so um, they're combining it with another international meeting, and look, they've got the they've got two good races. They've got the the lock inch where the field sizes have held up with thirteen, yeah. and the London Gold Cup, which is the race that precedes it, which has again got a nice nice field size. I think there's sixteen in that. Um, so field sizes are good, exactly what Hong Kong want. Very competitive racing, and the weather's been good, so we're going to looking like good ground or better rather than the potential heavy stuff that we were, we were looking down the barrel at a few weeks ago. So let's have a look at the racing at Newbury then, starting with the 150. Six furlongs for the Carnarvon Stakes, which is a listed company. Eight runners due to go to post. Noble Style 
is back in action, having finished behind. Is it now Chaldean and not Chaldean, apparently, in, in the 2000 Guineas? He was uh, beaten five and a half lengths on that occasion, having won a couple or well, three races, in fact. He was unbeaten going into that beforehand. Aesop's Fables comes over from Ireland for Aidan O'Brien, second at Doncaster and at Navan as well. Shaquille is back after just a couple of weeks, having won at Newmarket over six, and there are others in there as well. Noble Style, how did he run in the Guinness for you? Yeah, he ran really well. I mean, he, he was one of the best two-year-olds knocking around last year, Noble Style. Uh, you know, don't forget that he won that gym crack at York, beating Marshman and Cold Case, who was a good winner at Ascot earlier, um, earlier in the month. And, you know, Chateau, Royal Scotsman was back in fifth, who finished third in the Guineas. You know, so the form is 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 rock solid. And they tried to make see if he was Guineas horse. I think by being by Kinmouth Kinman out of Eartha Kit, um, who was speedy. Um, he was never necessarily going to make a, a miler, but they wanted to give it a go. And he actually ran far better than he thought he might in the race. And look, he'll strip fitter, step forward. Uh, he's already amongst the favourites for the Commonwealth Cup at Ascot over six. He's a proper Group 1 horse in against some decent horses, but you wouldn't say they're top-notchers. Aesop's Fables was was looked a well-beater after two starts last year and then lost his way a bit and hasn't won any of his last four and has, has looked um, has looked a kind of shadow of the horse we thought he might be. He's been beaten on heavy ground the last twice, so the return to better ground might help him, but he's still got a bit to prove, I think. Um, that's Aesop's Fables and... You know, Noble Style will take plenty of beating, but he's odds on. You know, you, there is some evens around. If you can get evens, I suggest you probably take it. I'd imagine it'll be pretty short. Um, there is a horse I like. I do like Shaquille, mm-hmm. uh, Julie Camacho's horse. I just think this horse is overpriced. You can get six to one Shaquille. Uh, James Doyle rides. <laughs> it wouldn't go into the stalls on all weather finals day at Newcastle. And um, But put that well behind him at Newmarket on Guinea's Day and travelled really well. Quickened up against the stand side on softest ground. The return to better ground shouldn't be a problem. Um, yeah, I like Shaquille. I think he's an interesting runner. Now, Noble Style is 6-1 to one for the Commonwealth Cup. Shaquille is 40s. Mm. Now, if Shaquille were to go and win this race, um, which isn't beyond the realms of possibility, it certainly won't be 40-1 to one for that race. So, um, look, I think Noble Style will win, but I'd probably play a couple of units on Shaquille so each way to in this race of kind of sixes, and I'd be tempted to have a unit each way at forties for the Commonwealth Cup because I think he's good. I like the way he travels. And um, look, if Noble Style isn't over his guineas exertion, Shaquille will take advantage. But I imagine he looks the clear second danger to the second favourite to the to the good thing that Noble Style. But I think Shaquille is the one to be with from a betting angle. That Commonwealth Cup is going to attract some really good horses this year, isn't it? I mean. Uh, you know anything that's not staying in a mile is dipping back to six and going to run in that. There should should be some good horses there to, uh, in the Commonwealth. And I just mentioned Chateau that you mentioned a moment ago. He's been sold out of the Andrew Balding Yard, and he's now running on Sunday in Hong Kong at Shartin Racecourse. So it's still called Chateau, and he's uh, been moved over to Hong Kong. So um, we'll see how that form develops there. But that's just also I noticed uh, earlier on, and we'll hear from Wally Pyre a bit later for the uh, the Sunday meeting in Chartin. But Chateau, a horse to follow now over mm. the other side of the planet. They uh, they they go for, go for big prizes, don't they? They certainly do. And he was a, he was a lovely lovely 
two two year old last year and is probably racing Hong Kong will suit him because he's got a devastating late turn of foot. Mm. So you'd imagine him quickening up round Charlton Abbey Valley will be bang up his street. There you go. That's coming up a bit later on. Two twenty-five at Newbury's the Aston Park Stakes. That's a Group Three with seven. Another Godolphin horse, and this one is Yabir, who's been travelling all over the world. Won, of course, the Grade One Breeders' Cup Turf, and then one last time out as well when we saw him in July of last year in the Princess Wales Close by the Stakes, a Group Two at Newmarket over twelve furlongs for Charlie Appleby. Haskey, we haven't seen Haskoy since run down the field fourth, but only beaten two lengths in the St. Ledger by Elder Elderoff. Rafe Beckett's horse is in pretty good form. Judmont, the owners, and Frankie on board. Isra, not seen uh, him since the November handicap behind Metier, who, of course, has come out and won again since. Kamari's in this race. Another Charlie Appleby Godolphin with James Doyle on board. And Aiden brings over Bolshoi Ballet. Just a seven. In the uh, one and a half mile Aston Park Stakes, Bill. Yeah, good, good renewal. Um, big day for Godolphin because obviously the um, they're probably likely to be going for a big race double here, having more than likely won with Noble Star the the opener, and they roll in here with Yabir, who's the best of these. He's the best of these by quite a long way on ratings. He's ten pounds or nine pounds clear of his his, his nearest rival, Bolshoi Ballet. Um, the absence is a bit of a worry. I don't really know why we haven't seen him for a year. Um, he's missed a fair few dances. I don't really know why he didn't run at Maidan or or other kind of potential international engagements. But look, he's 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 good on his day. Uh, he doesn't seem to be too inconvenienced by big breaks. He ran really well at Sandown a couple of years ago after a big break and was equally effective last year when he reappeared at um, Maidan, just beaten in the shadows of the post by Sharir in the Dubai Shima Classic. That was a really good run. Um, he'll be primed for this. Uh, look, he's, as he said, he's a former Breeders' Cup winner, um, Breeders' Cup turf winner. He just looks by far the best of these. And last time we saw him, he won the Prince of Wales, and I was quite keen to take him on that day. And you could have called him the winner a long way out. Um, he won pretty comfortably, and I think he'll win comfortably here. Um, Hasco is interesting. You know, it's very. Um, Interesting that, he, that she starts life with her tongue tied down. So whether there's been, there, there was a kind of potential that she made a noise in the ledger last time, but that was a hell of a run because I think it was the third run of her life. Um, she's by Golden Horn, and out of out of a a man, Latavia. She, she's she's good. She'll stay. The ground's fine for her. She's an obvious danger. Just she only gets three pounds from your beer and. You know, she's ten pounds inferior to her on, yeah, on yeah. ratings. You just, you just think it's a big ask for her to beat your beer if your beer's on song. And <laughs> Isra won the London Gold Cup on this card twelve months ago, but kind of still couldn't get looked like the handicap good thing at Ascot last year, but couldn't get the job done um, behind Secret State in the King George Fifth handicap. Uh, admittedly, you had a, two very good horses in front, Dover Legend. But a favourite from Melbourne Cup finished in front, and there were some good horses in behind. But it was still, still a disappointment. Boise run that you couldn't couldn't get the job done, and there was the odd bad run on bad ground. Disappointed November handicap, but look, it, it, Israel will be effective. Had a nice break, would have strengthened up. He's going to be bound there, bang there. Kamari, the stable mate of the favourite, um, will bring the pace to the race. Um, I thought Kamari was potentially the bet in the race at a. 
double figure price. But my worry with Kamari is he just doesn't seem to finish off his races, whether it's a mile and a half, mile and six. It's just a very weak finisher. And I can see him leading down to the furlong pole, but anything that comes and challenges him, he just he's one of these after you merchants. He might just fold away to let whoever comes past him, whether it's his stable mate or Haskell or anything. So he's a difficult betting proposition. Look, I tried to take the favourite on, but at 15 to 8, I'd rather be a backer than a layer, and I think you'd be a win. The first of the two Whirlpool races at Newbury on Saturdays at three o'clock, mile and a quarter. It's the London Gold Cup handicap with a field of 16 at the moment. Desert Hero runs in the colours of His Majesty the King and the Queen for William Haggis, who won on debut at Haydock, then running the Group 3 at Sandown, finished third behind Silver Knot, and then just scooted home at 1-7 in the novice up at Redcar. It's got a handicap mark at 94. I'm sure William Haggis delighted with that mark. Desert Hero looks like a, a, a horse, certainly, even now, only after three runs on the improve. Exoplanet goes for Roger Vare in one or two from Sheikh Mohammed Obeid Al Maktoum in the field, who's also got Royal Rhyme for Carl Burke and Clifford Lee. Carl uh, Burke's horse won last time out in uh, May, actually, just what, 13 days ago when winning at Newmarket. Bertinelli comes from Ireland for Aidan O'Brien, Bold Act for Charlie Appleby and Godolphin, Libra Power in there for Andrew Balding, King Power getting a few winners over the last couple of weeks as well. But Desert Hero off 94 in the hands of William Haggis, who was sent to Redcar and heavy going to win, what, by three lengths comfortably. This could be um, a bit of a handicap good thing, couldn't it? Yeah, well, the, the, the London Gold Cup is, is traditionally the stepping stone for very unexposed group horses that have a very exploitable and workable mark. It's a, it's a valuable three-year-old handicap, 50 grand to the winner. The trainers traditionally take their very talented three-year-olds who have been underrated by the handicapper en route to better things. No better example than Bay Bridge winning this a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for Team Stout. Now, it's, it's amazing to think that Baybridge is a Group 1 winner since, lined up off a mark of 90 in this race two years ago. Um, how much of a good thing would he be now rated 122, you know, 32 yeah. pounds well in um, as as you go. But, you know, there's a, a long list of, I mean, Israel won it last year, but there's winners like um, Time Test and Defoe and just some head man there's good good horses have won this race and actually um can it chase another one um i think in the last eight years uh that horse i mentioned headman's the only double figure price winner um <laughs> so it tends to the market tends to um eke out those well handicapped talented things and, and and breeding and entries gives you clues as well and when you look at that top bunch you know everything you know points towards desert hero the King's Horse for William Haggis and Tom Marcond, immaculately bred by See the Stars, won two of his three starts, was beaten at Sandown on his biggest test, when third in the Solaro. Um, and he kind of fluffed his lines a little, um, but didn't have the, the smoothest of passages. Um, but he still holds entry in the Derby, for example, um, mm. as well as the King Edward, the seventh stake. So he, he's well regarded. You've got Bertolini, with Aidan O'Brien, who's a, a three-year-old by Justify out of Together Forever. Uh, you know, you got a, a US Triple Crown winner out of a 
really talented uh, mare um, together forever who was running classics herself um, and was a group one winner at two. So, you know, you've got a Mackley bred horse rated, you know, in the 90s, you know, that could easily be a group horse in disguise. It, it looked a bit workmanlike Bertolini last time, so wouldn't be in a hurry, but you're going to you're gonna see improvement as you will do with all Aiden O'Brien's. Um, the two uh, Mohammed Abade horses are definitely of interest. You've got Exoplanet for Roger Varian, who's another son of See the Stars. Um, good second to military order. Um, looks a talented prospect with a bright future, as does Royal Rhyme, the Carl Burkhorse, um, who loved the step up and trip uh, a new market on Guinea's day and ran away with this that 10 furlong contest that day. Um, I'd be surprised if the winner didn't come from those four. Um, you know, Bold Alex and Charlie Appleby, William Buick is obviously a contender in his own right, but I think the winner will come from those four. And if I'm honest, I think it'll be Desert Hero. Um, I don't mind it when a Haggis takes a horse like him up to Red Car to go and win in facile manner. I mean, he won, he was one to seven, he won like a one to seven shot should. Um, but it just races off a mark of 94. You know he's going to be better than that. You know from his entries that they keep their options over if he could be really good. The step up and trip will help him. Um, this has probably been the plan for a long time. And if truth be told, I thought he might be a bit um, shorter than 92 available. I think he will be shorter than 92. Um, the money horse is Lieber Power of the Baldings. Um, I'd imagine. Uh, because of the Foxes win. And I imagine this horse may have been doing some work with the Foxes because he seemed to shorten up as soon as they crossed the line. Um, mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they'd done a bit of good bit of work together because uh, he looks to be crying out for a mile and two. He's by Cracksman um, out of a nice dam and um, yeah, expensive 200 grand purchase. So if you wanted to beat the prices, if you could get kind of 12 to one, I think it's available, Lieber Power, he, he won't be that. Um, but no, I think Desert Hero at nine to two, in a wide open race, gets my vote. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing if he can be a, a proper exciting three-year-old. Yeah, looks like a really good race there at three o'clock on Saturday. The second Whirlpool race is, of course, the Group 1 locking stakes over the straight mile at 3.35. As you said before, Bill, a good field of 13 due to line up in this one. Modern Games has been running over in the USA, winning at Keeneland, the Breeders' Cup mile, and then finishing, that was in November, of course, last year. And then in April, just about a month ago, ran over a mile at Keeneland on firm going, was second, beaten three and a half lengths when sent off the favourite. Laurel is a filly by Kingman for John and Thady Gosden, with Frankie in the saddle in the Judmont Collars. She won at Kempton uh, in the, the Snowdrop Philly Stakes. That's a listed race. She's got a bit of weight allowance as well as the filly. My Prospero is in here for William Haggis. Now, when you look at the ratings, Modern Games, My Prospero, both rated 121. Uh, Muta Sarbeck's rated 120 for Charlie Hills and Shadwell. And then you look at Laurel, and uh, she's only rated 112. So there's a big differential in the ratings, but she does get the filly's allowance. It looks like a pretty good and quite open lockings this year. Yeah, it really does. And actually, you know, when when you don't have a superstar in a division, you get races like this. So, I mean, no disrespect to the the likes of Bayed and Palace Pier, but, you know, when they um, do their winning, they scare off the opposition. I think Bayed took on eight 
this time last year and when Palace Pier won it, you know, he, he took on 10, I think. And, you know, you, you suddenly get that slightly bulkier field and mm-hmm. um, you get a much more wide open feel. You know, the favourites have a great record on the race. They won four of the last five. But those have been kind of Baid's Palace Pier and Ribchester, Rhododendron was short, you know, Knight of Thunder, another winner, Olympic Glory. You know, you get these these proper, what I would call um, Queen Anne prep horses who just take this race on their way to the, the Queen Anne. This has got a real wide open feel and it's very hard to be confident when, you know, you've got four of them sub five, six to one at the top of the market and another couple still single figures. So it's it, it feels more like a handicap than a, than a group one. The obvious favourite is Modern Games. Um, he is ultra consistent, rarely out the two. Um, don't forget he won a Woodbine Mile by Miles last year and then went on and, and won the Breeders' Cup Mile. Um, faster the ground, the better for him. The drying conditions will help. Um, reappeared at Keeneland last month with a I'd say a slightly below par performance he was twos on but got beaten by Chez Pierre of um, a, a local horse that, that you'd, you'd question whether that was um, a little bit disappointing that's my only worry with him I also, I'm not mad keen on the draw 13 or 13 that makes life a light, tiny bit tougher for modern games um, I think he's the most likely winner but I would, wouldn't want to take him on uh, sorry I wouldn't want to be with him in a, in a race like this uh, Laurel you touched on that she's she's fast progressing um, really well bred daughter of Kingman got the job done really well at Kempton this is a massive step up like you say our ratings to tell you that um, she just she looks smart but this she's got to go and prove it and Unfortunately, because of her connections, you're not going to get a price. And, you know, she shouldn't be as short as she is. She's definitely a runner, but she shouldn't be 7-2 to two on what she's achieved. And I'd be happy to take her on. My Prospero, they're using this as a bit of a trial to see whether they go down the mile route or whether they step her up in time. Um, I've always felt she was a kind of a mile and two horse. And she was a good third to... Um, he, sorry, I keep saying she. He was a good third to Bay Bridge last time we saw him on Champions Day. Um, over a mile and a quarter didn't appear you know if you get mile and a quarter and rains off and ground on Champions Day you probably don't want to be crying for a drop back in the trip but <clears throat> don't forget to ask it last year that my Prospero got within a head and a short head of beating um, Caribus. Um so look he's he's talented uh, whether he's fully wound up for a race like this I don't know look I, I just felt that this race was Prime for a potential upset. Um, I've had too many people put up horses to me this week in this race that they think will run well. Lots of people think Rita Sarbeck for Charlie Hills will go well. I've heard, you know, the Simon A. Chris would have their team in good order in Jadumi, um, who kind of lost that winning sequence behind Bayside Boy um, on Champions Day, having previously rattled off a bit of a sequence of wins. You know, a lot of people fancy that. I was prepared to swing the bat. I thought that, you know, lots of firms are offering four places now. There's the obviously the opportunity to bet into the whirlpool. I thought some of the bigger price horses, check and challenge I've always been a fan of, but he's becoming expensive to follow. I think he'll run well because get the true pace to run at. But I like two at big prices. I thought Chindit, you're going to get the best part of 25 to 1 about Chindit last year's third. Reappeared with a good winner. Ask it be cash. Um, earlier in the month, I thought Chindit could run really well, just consistent. Um, seems to be improving. Um, it's five years old now. 
I thought 22 to 1 was just too big a price about Chindit, so he's on my short list. And then you're going to think I'm a bit mad, but for the balding team, we've had a great week. Berkshire Shadow, I just thought it was too big at 40s. This is a horse who, um, who the Aminari, whether he actually saw out a mile, Coventry winner from a couple of years ago. Coventry States winner was was fifth to Caribus in last year's Guineas and um, kind of went astray a bit last year and was gelded back in last summer and has looked really good on reappearance uh, this season. One at Wolverhampton, Newcastle, both on the all-weather, but saw the mile out really well last time, having previously beaten Andrew Blur, who won, uh, ran really well last week for... Um, to beat Hole going at Haydot last weekend, Angle Blur. Um, but previously been no match for Barks of Shadow. Um, and then last time beat, beat uh, won the all-weather mile championship race at Newcastle when he beat Chichester and the Wizard of Eye. Look, that form's a long way below these, but but did it in quite a commanding way. Saw the trip out really well. In fact, he's been gelded. I just thought he might be able to hit the frame. I thought 40 to 1, potentially even bigger to be in the first four. That's probably the way I play it. So, look, they're both drawn down the middle. Uh, we could get some potential cover. Chindle will go forward, but Butcher Shadow played late. I just thought at 22 and 40s, I'll play them each way, primarily because I think the rest of the, the top lot, they're all much of a muchness, and I wouldn't be confident playing at small prices, so I'll play at bigger prices. Great stuff. That's the action at Newbury that we're covering this weekend. Let's have a look at uh, some of the uh, ITV races and new market. 205, we're going to look at a mile handicap with 20 runners. I see George Strawbridge, the owner's over at the moment. He was at York on Thursday uh, to watch his horses there, and he had a winner, so he'd be very happy with that. He's got Cianif with the Gostons, who uh, has only been on the all-weather so far, Kempton, Wolverhampton and Southall, and uh, likely to be one of the favourites. He loves his fillies. This one's a daughter of Showcase, and it looks like there's going to be a maximum field here, Bill, of 20, so some each-way opportunities. Yeah, very... very um... Very competitive looking race. This there's um 11 runners actually. I think you you might be looking at the three decks rather than the finalized decks. Um, but there's 11 in the 205 at Newmarket, and Sienna is bred to be better than this. And you just look at a horse cost 140 grand at the sales, all at sea on its first two starts, and then absolutely dotted up when we last saw her in action back at kind of Christmas time at Southall. Don't know where she's been since, but she's been sitting on this mark for some time off a mark of 79. And it's just extraordinary to think that she, she, she's better than a 79 rated Philly. And look, she's not much of a price, but she's going to take a fair bit of whacking here. But like you say, it's wide open. Um, I expect her to win. I wouldn't back her because it's just, it's, it's, it wouldn't really be for me and Benoit takes three pounds off couldn't quite work out why they wanted to take three pounds off she might not be all that she may have had problems um, I prefer the chance of Chelsea Green Hugo Palmer's horse um, who was stuck in the mud last time we saw her at Newmarket uh, but previously been ticking along and progressing quite nicely she had over a seven furlongs at Sandown then a mile at Newmarket when she was second to trust the stars um, I thought she might take a big step forward again Um she was reportedly a bit unbalanced at Newmarket, but they're having another go at Newmarket, so maybe she's just strengthened up. And, uh, yeah, I thought that Chelsea Green each way at 12-1 to 1 was the way to play the opener. I'll have to refresh my page a bit more often. Just the 11 in that <laughs> open. <laughs> 11 in that. And there's 11 in the next as well. 240 at Newmarket. 11 go to post for six furlong handicap. Eminency for Clive Cox going to be quite popular. So is Revenite. 
Farochi Farin in the King Power Colours. Expert Agents got cheek pieces on again. Kevin Philippot Defoy and Richard Kingscote combining for a horse. That's won three in a row now at Kempton, twice at Lingfield, uh, all on your weather, but all over this trip of six furlongs. How did you see the 240? Yeah, I was, I'm a big fan of Eminency, and um, I put him up a, a few weeks ago when he didn't run on Guinea's Day when the ground went against him. Clive Cox won this race 12 months ago with Harry Three. You get some very smart three-year-olds taking this race en route to better things, um, a bit like the London Gold Cup that we were talking about over at, at Newbury. It's, just, it's the new market equivalent on the same day. A six furlong three year olds. It's a valuable naught to 105. It's 25 grand to the winner. Uh, it's no fluke that you haven't had a winner bigger than five to one in the last five years. The fancied horses tend to rise to the top of the market. That's what's happened here. You've got Eminency, Revenite, and Expert Agent. The winner will be amongst those three. I'm pretty certain of that. Expert Agent's been in terrific form, rattled off three wins on the all-weather. I suppose the big question mark is whether he can convert the form um, to to grass. Uh, there's no reason to suggest he won't, but he's got to go and prove it, and he's pretty sure. He's been so devastating on the all-weather, um, but that's the one kind of head-scratching question mark. Revenite's done it on all on all surfaces, was a good winner at Ascot um, back in September, and then followed that up with a good win at Kempton. Um, he looks pretty smart. It, the gelding seemed to be the key to him. Um, lines up here off a, off a mark of 90, which seems stiff enough mark on 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 the back of those two wins but look he's um he's very well bred uh son of harry angel um and was uh you know expensive 200 grand purchase last year so revenite looks the biggest danger but i'm going to stick with eminency um i felt that his uh this is a race that the the connections clive cox will target and definitely would have the run at kempton would have blown the cobwebs away the return to turf should be ideal and yeah I don't think there'll be much between Eminency and Revenite but I'll stick with Eminency and the final race we're going to cover from Newmarket is the 315 seven furlongs in the handicap 14 runners Godolphin a strong hand Charlie Appleby trains them both striking star with Adam Kirby on board horses had four runs second twice in a row at Doncaster Newmarket over this trip changing colours with Harry Davies claiming three who's won once at Haydock over six furlongs, stepping up to seven for the first time for the son of Dubawi. Powder dresses in there for Richard Hannon and Havana Blue for Clive Cox, etc. So uh, the seven furlong handicap. Is Godolphin going to have a good day at uh, Saturday with Newbury and Newmarket combining, do you think? Yeah, I think they, prob- they, they probably will. They've got two smart ones here to go to war with, striking star and changing colours. Um, they both hold whole decent chance of striking stars being knocking on the door. Um, this season was a good second early on to that theory of everything who looked a world beater and has been terrible since. Um, and then was just a bit unlucky to get mowed down late on Guinea's day behind Yalkalef. Um, but striking star looked to have the race in the bag, but hung a bit. That's a little bit of a worry. Um, just puts me off striking star a tiny bit and changing colors. Um, was, was, Gelded over the winter and <clears throat> was just looked like a horse who, who may just require a bit of a step up in trip. Was beaten um, and um, just didn't quite get home. I think um, 
you know, over the shorter trip and maybe the step up and triple help, but his talented by Jabawi looks a looks a player in this race. But um I thought this was really hard. If I had to come down on one, I'd probably give Richard Hannon's um Philly power dress another chance. Um she was a really good winner this time last year on debut at Newmarket <coughs> last April and um just obviously had a problem and didn't we didn't see her again till she reappeared back at the same meeting when she was a, a good third to Majestic Pride and then was thrown in the deep end of the guineas uh, where the combination of the, the mile and the mud caught her out a bit. Um, she was eased and finished last in that, but she could be quite smart and you just feel that a mark of 88 might might underestimate um, her chances. The Hannon team have been in great form um, this, this week. They had a couple of winners at Bath um, last night. They had Dart 30 win at York um, earlier this week and they're just in good form and I, I thought um, I thought this filly was worth a chance power dress um, we haven't seen prices yet but I'd imagine she should be close to a double figure price and I thought she was worth taking a chance on So Hong Kong racing is back to its regular Sunday slot this weekend Shartin race course from 6am UK time and it's a total of 10 races once again our expert Wally Pyra joins us to look ahead to what looks um, a card that's probably quite difficult once again to find some winners Wally well it, let's put it, let's be honest about this it hasn't been too easy in the last fortnight on the last last Saturday or the previous Sunday, and that primarily was down to the soft and heavy surface, Mm. you know, which makes finding winners not impossible, but near impossible. I think, I can't remember, I think there was out of 21 races, four favourites had won, and the rest were, there was a number of long shots, and it was very, very difficult to win. Well, at least... One good thing, I mean, the, the weather forecast is is going to, I mean, it, first of all, it's 31 degrees, mm. um, but there isn't too much. There may be one or two showers, but nothing that's going to make the ground go from their normal good or good to firm going to go down to heavy. So at least we're going to get a, a, a proper surface this time. As right. you say, it's 10 races. Feature race on the card is the 10 past 10. It's a class two contest, run over a mile. It's worth £290,000 in prize money, so it's well worth winning. Yeah. Um, what's the good thing is you've got a number of these horses, they're really seeking to uphold the Hong Kong derby uh, form, even if it's down to a mile. You've got the horses, the leading contenders are Tuchel and Sweet, encounter both from the John Size yard and even another one of Size's Beauty Verse who was I think well he was either one or he was placed in the uh, Australian derby over a mile and a half he drops down to a mile mm-hmm. he has won over a mile in Hong Kong but he's pretty one pace so he wouldn't be he won't be a leading contender um the, whole, the Derby form has stood up sometimes with like the likes of Beauty Eternal, despite that horse getting beat on desperate ground last week and straight Aaron. Uh, Tuchel and Sweet um, Encounter have both run well since. 
Tuchel is the top weight. He ran okay over nine furlongs. He drops down in distance. You'd think it suit him. He's run okay over a mile. He was second in the, uh, what was it, the four-year-old uh, classic uh, mile. Sweet Encounter is another horse that runs well, but you think that it probably the distance would be best over a little bit further. Hurton, obviously, he's, he's picked Tuchel. He could have picked one of the three. So you've got to look at that. And you've always, um, you've got Bourbon Air of Sizes Yard as well. So all in all, it's difficult to go against Tuchel. But mm. I've, I've selected this horse on numerous occasions. He always runs very well, but he doesn't get his head in front. I'll tell you one horse to keep an eye out for. is the Douglas White trained Flaming Rabbit. He he's, he was trained in Germany. He ran in he ran in the UK. He ran in France. Ran well in group races. Um, he was bought primarily to run in the Derby. He didn't get a shot at it because he he didn't he didn't acclimatise quick enough. Right. Um, but his two races have been very encouraging. Unfortunately, he's drawn wide. Maybe that will make a big difference. Maybe it will not. He's only got a length and a half to find with Tuchel. Um, this trip will certainly suit him, so he could run a good race if he gets a decent a decent journey. But that's in the lap of the gods, whether mm. or not he gets caught wide or not. If he doesn't, he'll run well. Um, the last race is an interesting race, although it's a bit of a minefield for finding the winner. It's a seven furlong handicap. Uh, 10.45. It's a good betting heat. Talent, you've got the talented Mighty sh uh, Stride. He's seeking to put behind him his recent disappointing effort when he was all at sea on the soft ground. He was a very short price favourite. He got beat. You've got the Purton-ridden Beauty Inspire. He was unlucky last start behind a stable companion Beauty Champ. Beauty Missile. These, uh, you've got Beauty Missile and Beauty Inspire, owned by the Quat family. He's back to form when he was finished strongly behind Not Usual Star. And a horse here, Midori Beauty. Not won a race. Always starts at single figures in the betting. Cost, cost punters a fortune. If you watched his trial form, you'd say, absolute ready-made winner. Gets to the track, never seems to do it. Last time out, he had a bit of an excuse. He did finish up lame, but if you back him, you take a chance. Yeah. Also, I'm quite interested in that race is Taj Dragon. Um, I think you can ignore his last run because he was he was drawn by the Shartin River in uh, Gate 14. He had a wide journey throughout. It was wide into the straight. He just plugged on at one pace in the closing stages. This time he gets the inside draw with Vincent Hoverboard. He could go very well. He won't be favourite, but he could. He, so he could be a little bit of value for money. Now let's have a look. One or two of the mentions of the other races. I have to mention the my old uh, my old company, the Racing Club. The owners they're associated with a couple of interesting runners. Young Sparkle over a mile at seven o'clock. He's got a chance on form. Unfortunately, he's got a wide draw. And um, trainer Tony Millard, well, you'd have to draw him a map 
to where the winner's enclosure is because he must have forgotten about it because he's only had four winners this season. So that uh-huh. tempers any enthusiasm in that horse. But on form, he's got a chance. Yeah. Their other horse is a horse called, um, what is it, Young Victory. Half an hour later, he runs in the mile handicap at 7.30. He's a winner over the extended mile at the Valley. Ran well at a big price last ch- time. He's well drawn. The trip suits, and he did trial well. A nice little sharpener recently. So he'll go close. And finally, just to mention, there is a good class sprint at 9.05, £170,000 purse. As I say, it's five furlongs. You've got the, the main contenders are probably California Deeply. He's renowned for his trademark finish, strong finish, but unfortunately all too late in recent runs. And then you've got Flying High. Now, he's going for a four-timer. He's gone up £18 since he started his winning sequence, but he needs a really fast run, five furlongs here, and I'm not sure he'll get it. And mm-hmm. he is drawn on the outside in the middle of the track three. Form says he must win, he should win again, but there could be one or two extenuating circumstances that you need to consider before you put your dollars on him. And there's another one, Kaying Spirit. He returns after suffering a leg injury. Um, his trial form has been okay. And if he was if he was back to his best, he'd certainly go close. But all in all, flying high must be favourite. But I wouldn't want to take too short a price about him. Looks like a tough card. Thanks, Wally, for taking us through some of those races. Um, you can watch that action on Sky Sports Racing on Sunday morning, starting at 6am UK time. Well, that's all from us for today. We'll be back again next week as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend racing action in the UK and Hong Kong. So please make sure that you join us then. Don't forget to visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips and follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music or Stitcher to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released.